Come on in and grab a seat at the Reality Roundtable. I'm Mags. And I'm the big guy. We are the reality rascal. So another week and another episode where we see Jake has absolutely no idea what's going on. He's so far outside of the inner circle, he might as well be on a whole nother island. The group decided to vote off Kelly and Jake. Not even the slightest clue that it was between him and somebody else. And it was a great blindside, obviously. But the guy just can't figure out anything that's going on. The week before that, he tried to turn on Julie and completely misread the situation. I don't really feel bad for Jake, but he has no shot. He's got no allies. He's got no friends. And every single step he takes is the absolute wrong one. And to make matters worse, he knows that his situation is hopeless and he spends this whole episode, pretty much the whole entire episode, trying to convince people he's a free agent and he'll do anything they want. He's just trying to build a little bit of trust, etc. And in my opinion, my take is that it's just pure desperation, which it is, right? That's no disputing it. Yeah. But this desperation in general, you can't be trusted. And that level of desperation is just downright actually dangerous for the game. What do you think about this? Yeah, you said it perfectly. The guy he has no allies, no friends, right? doesn't know what's going on. Like I said in the last podcast, eyes are always going left to right. Like He doesn't know what the real story is, what's fake, what's real. You know, grasping at straws, basically, he's on the way out. The episode opens after that, after the recap of The Last Night's Tribal with, with Bruce, uh, just trying to figure out what's going on. And as Drew absolutely perfectly put it, He's been playing an imaginary game of Survivor, and with not being a part of Kelly, the Kelly vote, he's now having to face that the game he was playing is over. So he has two choices. One, confront the reality of his situation, which is he has no idea what's going on in the game and is at the bottom. Or two, reject the reality and go back to pretending that he's in a game where he's in charge and he knows what's taking place. And Drew said it. For a person like this, uh, who, for whom I, I know many people like this, it is tough to admit when they are wrong. And I really, really, really loved Drew's observation and actually went back and rewatched it three or four times. His ability to accurately perceive the situation really opened up my eyes to the possibility of Drew winning. And up to this point, I'm not sure I truly recognized him as a potential winner. Thoughts on Jake, on Drew, on Bruce or anything that I may have missed in the beginning of the episode. Drew's been quiet. He hasn't won any challenges or anything. He's, you know, planning behind the scenes, right? He, he was the one who brought up getting Kelly out last week. Then you got Bruce basically just sitting, reflecting, staring into the, into the water, saying my closest ally was gone. And then he was complaining that when Drew told him that Kelly was trying to get him out, right, then he was like, oh, wait a minute. Why, why, I, I couldn't believe that. He was, like, stunned when he, when he brought that up. We said Kelly should have got rid of him long ago, but she couldn't pull the trigger. So, you know, that and that did her in, and she's out, and Bruce is still going. He another guy who's kind of like a loose cannon. I was kind of sad uh, when he was re reflecting on his time in the game, and then he started to equate it to his real life, and he's like, maybe yeah. I treat everybody like this. Like, that was kind of, that, that re re realization must have been difficult to have. What if my daughter's doing it, my wife? Like, he's like rethinking his life for about five minutes. We get some more scrambling with Drew and Austin in the middle of everything, right? They're in the middle of everything. And Emily is starting to realize that, and whether this matters or not, I don't know. But she's starting to realize that they're playing all sides to a degree and that at the very least she's in the bottom. And yeah. what could make matters worse is not that Emily realizes this, but if other people start to realize it because they really are doing a good job of it so far. You know, they've been keeping Dee and Julie happy and comfortable and they feel safe. 
But eventually they're going to realize that they're too strong and they're going to have to do something about it. But eventually that little group is going to break up. Another good example of of Drew and Austin running things that we get in this episode is when they get the tree mail. And Drew is the one that comes up with the plan of how to evenly, and I put that in quotes, evenly distribute the groups. And he does it in such a way that he protects himself. He didn't really expand on how he was protecting himself. I can only imagine that he figures he's in a group. He was with Jake, and I don't remember who his partner was, that he felt like he was in a group where he wasn't going to be the one to go home if if one person from his group had to go home. Austin certainly didn't like that. Julie was in the group she was in, which is why he gave her the idol just in case. Yeah, that was a smart move. I was thinking in my back of my head, something's going to happen with the idol. Either they lose it or somebody leaves the bag behind or something, but that didn't happen. I thought for sure it was going to come into play and it was a bit of foreshadowing, but it, it wasn't. Let's talk about the immunity. I absolutely love the twist of people losing their vote. That combined with really good challenge made it special. Again, we get Bruce and Julie in the showdown and Bruce wins again. It must be tough because the people were so visibly upset with Bruce winning that he has to know he's, he's on the chopping block, so to speak. I also wonder if going so hard, putting so much energy and effort into it, and two challenges in a row for Bruce and Julie, if their ability to recover is going to affect them, because we know as people that you know that are aged, you get older, you don't recover quite as quickly, especially compared to 20 and 30 year olds. And I'd have to think that comes into play to some degree. So Emily, Austin and Couture lost their vote with a chance to win it back by completing the math challenge. Thoughts on the twist and this particular challenge? Love the twist. Got another whoa from Jake when he mentioned the, that they would lose their vote. So that was good. Challenge was great. I liked how they done in stages. And then when they said they're going to go on a journey, if you lose your vote. So I, think, I figured they were going to go to three commercials, which they, I think they did during that time. Yes. Uh, and again, I liked how it ended with the with an individual immunity at the end. You know, Kendra gave it a good shot. And you could tell she didn't want to give up. She kept re, you know recovering. The thing kept sliding and she kept... Just with her, like her middle finger, basically just put, trying to push it back up. And then her arms were shaking. And then when she dropped, it came down to the two oldest in the in the show. Yeah, which you don't see that often. Two That's two in a row. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them going forward. Yeah, I think they said this is the third time that they did that particular challenge with the plates. I like the idea of splitting it up into several stages, which I think they started during the COVID years. Yeah. Uh, so it's fairly new. And I liked the little added twist of losing the vote, making it of some consequence to come in last. I thought that was great. So Austin is the only one who's able to win his vote back by completing that math challenge. But then when they get back, all three of them say that they are unable to get it back. And then Austin does what he always does, which is he goes and tells his alliance the truth. I find this totally different from what had become the norm in recent years, which is telling everyone everything. In this case, he's only telling his alliance and it's really building a level of trust that should carry the Drew, Austin, Julie, D group to the final four if they're able to trust each other. As two people, you and I, that have railed against telling people about your advantages, Max, do you have any problem with him telling his alliance? No, it was actually good. I thought he was going to tell everybody. But then he said, I'm just going to, I guess, the next, I think it was the next scene. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm just going to tell my alliance. So that was, at least not everybody knows. So Tribal was great again. It was obvious to us that there was a split. Julie and the uh, the group of people that wanted Jake gone, I thought it was a great reason to get rid of Jake. And then D and a group wanted Kendra gone for reasons that I don't really understand beyond D's uh, personal vendetta. Can you add any insight into what I may have missed and why they would want Kendra gone? I, I think they thought maybe she was some kind of a threat. She hasn't done too much. She's been under the radar. 
they just perceived her as maybe a possible threat down the road. During the vote, when it was kind of split and it was looking like Jake wasn't going to be a slam dunk to go home, he did something that was really odd. He turned and looked at Kendra, which wouldn't have been as awkward if he wasn't sitting right next to her. Right. So he's like inches away from her, staring right at her. Yeah. As the votes are starting to go in her direction. So so somehow Jake survives again. And not somehow, right? It's obvious that they feel like they can get rid of him at any point. And Kendra goes home. I thought, like I said, that it didn't make sense to get Kendra home necessarily. But everyone's a threat at this point to anyone that's still in the game. And they can get Jake later. I thought it was hilariously ignorant for Kendra to have not even considered the possibility that one or more of the people that came back from the journey were lying about losing their vote. To see her facial expressions and to realize that, come to that realization in front of us, I thought was absolutely hilarious. I'm staring at the TV watching saying, she didn't even consider. And then they bring it up like, why are you looking like that? And she says, I hadn't thought of anyone. Like It was as if she was just dropped into this episode. That to me was was a little odd, but also telling uh, as far as like her her ability and chances in the game if she were to have survived. So I have to assume that Jake is next. Eventually someone's going to emerge uh, and say, hey, let's keep this guy, you know, or or I can work with this guy, or they're going to feel as desperate as him at some point and try to team up with him. And to me, that could be trouble for the group of four. My top four in no order are obviously Drew, Austin, D, and Julie. I think D has the least chance of winning out just because she's so vindictive, and we saw that this episode, and that's going to lead to problems later on. And maybe she, her behavior will change now that Kendra is gone. But I have to assume that she's going to just kind of narrowly focus on one person, try to get them out. And we'll see if that does happen. And I think it's likely going to be someone within her group. And then the remaining three really depends on who turns first between Julie, Andrew, and Austin. One of them will emerge as the favorite, but that won't happen until they start to turn. Do you see anyone other than the top four as the potential winners of this season? No, because I mean, Katara has no shot. Bruce will not win. And obviously, Jake will be out. Emily. Emily's got no shot. Yeah, Jake, Bruce, Emily, Katera, no shot. What's weird to me is that they're really, they're all alone, all of them with no alliance. And if they just realize that, which, the, you know, the people on the outside often don't realize they're on the outside until it's too late. If Kendra being gone now, but if Katora, Emily, Jake, and Bruce were to say, hey, we're all alone, our best shot forward is to work together. They could actually potentially cause a change and shift in the power of this game, but mm. they just can't. And that's why they're at the bottom. I wonder if Katora will reflect on her time on Survivor and realize that her fascination with getting Bruce out was pointless. Yeah, right. And it's preventing her from actually playing the game because she's a good player, but she's so hell-bent on getting Bruce out. Every time she talks, that's all she talks about is Bruce won. We can't get Bruce out. We got to get Bruce out. Bruce needs to go. And, and she's not realizing that Bruce has absolutely no power. He's in the same exact situation as she is. He's not even coming for her because he's so worried about staying in the game. And she needs to focus on the people that are actually in power, which is D, Drew, Austin, and Julie. She'll regret me obsessing with Bruce, I'm sure. You know, Austin's in the driver's seat. He's still got the two idols. Drew still has his safety without power. I'd love to see a, a final three of D, Drew, and Austin. We need to start getting some close final tribal you know, for the winner. They've been kind of lopsided the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one vote here, no, no votes, whatever it may be. Yeah, that kind of leads me to what my next point was going to be, or observation, is that there's going to emerge a person that everyone wants to be seated next to. And that person is, that always happens every year. And it won't be Bruce, because Bruce has actually done something in the game. And I'm wondering if, if that person becomes Emily, because no one really hates her. Right. And if that happens, 
if the people start to say, hey, Emily, especially if she can do something at the very end to secure her spot in the final three, if they say, hey, Emily was survived all those tribals in the beginning, survived the merge, survived being all alone, and lasted all the way to the end, if somebody that could sneak in as a potential threat. If she wins, yeah, she might sneak an immunity in here. My last thought, and then, then we'll wrap it up, is Drew and D eating not only the extra rice, but Jake's as well. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, they didn't even care. Poor guy came back. He's like, yeah. He didn't even realize it was, most of it was gone. He was basically like, all right, what's left for me? And he's like, oh, here you go. <laughs> he goes, uh, the, the, the last thing right before the, the audio cut out, and I think they may have gone to a commercial, was he's like, oh, man. When he realized that there was so little rice left yeah. in the pot and it was all stuck to the bottom, I, what I would have liked to have seen is 30 seconds of him scraping the hell out of the bottom of the pan, trying to get whatever rice was left. He went from getting a double portion to, right. to less than his own portion. And then the other two were scraping whatever they spit out back into the pot. Right. And they said it all burnt. There yeah. wasn't anything. It was stuck to the bottom, and I guess that must be what they meant. We had to throw some out because we burnt it or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he like, not sure, but no problem. <laughs> and I don't think that it was necessarily malicious. I mean, it started that way when Drew said something like, well, he's not here. We don't have to save him the extra. But then all of a sudden, she's like, hey, you didn't save any for Jake. And he's like, oh, man. And he realizes all of a sudden there's nothing left. Yeah. I thought that was that was kind of a little bit of the, I don't want to say the social game, but the, the stuff that you don't usually get to see when it's an hour-long episode. I thought that was great. All right, so that kind of wraps it up for this week. It looks like uh, Bruce and Drew go at it. Or is it Jake and Drew go at it in the previews? I did see that. Like I said, I don't usually watch the previews, but I stuck around for that. It looked pretty interesting. It says uh, Castaways must navigate through a maze to win the reward challenge and earn a night in the sanctuary. Oh, so we're going to get a reward challenge. Most times when they do mazes, it's blindfolded. Yeah, they, like, I love those. They walk into the walls. They, yeah. There's usually a couple groin shots. People get taken out. Yeah. Do you think we'll get two separate? Will we get a reward challenge and... And immunity challenge, or do you think they'll combine it again? Uh, probably combined, if I had to guess. Yeah. I like the two separate, but okay. Yeah, I like them separate. It depends on the editing, I guess, what they're doing. So, I think this past episode spent too much time in the beginning talking about the alliances when it was clear that it's just the four. Right. And they tried to make it seem like, oh, there's these little factions of people that are going to work together. They had, you know, they did the whole thing with Bruce. And then they, they had Jake going around trying to beg people to, to forgive him and, and Emily talking with Austin and Drew. And then, but to me, it's, it was just too much because we know that it's, it's them in control. And until something happens, we don't really need to see all of that. Uh, I would have rather seen another challenge or something else. Yep. Agree. All right. So that, that wraps it up. Best of luck to uh, anyone that's got a pool. Best of luck to everyone that's in our pool and to the survivors for the Reality Rascals. I'm the big guy. And I'm Ags. And we're out of here. Peace.